So I just started this job in like 2009, and San Francisco skateboard riders were out at um, Potrero del Sol. And I had a thing when I started, I was, you know, almost a decade younger than I am now. I was like, there's no activity that happens in our parks that I won't do. So it was my day to go skateboard with a skateboarder. And so I go out there and I'm out there with the skateboard riders and I get on the board. And so far it starts out pretty good and I'm okay. And then they invite me to dip into the bowl. And I dipped into the bowl, I wiped out and uh, separated my shoulder and had to drive myself to the hospital. I'm Tyler Chin, recreation leader, and this is I Left My Park in San Francisco, the official podcast of your San Francisco Recreation and Parks Department. We explore the strange, the wacky, and the unbelievable stories of San Francisco's parks. If you haven't already, be sure to check out our first episode where we go hunting for treasure using a 36-year-old riddle as our treasure map. Here's your host and general manager of San Francisco Recreation and Parks, Phil Ginsberg. Today, we're diving into the evolution of skateboarding as we catch up with longtime pros and drop in on the next generation of shredders. Since the late 80s, San Francisco's been a skateboarding haven, providing a playground of hills, plazas, and open areas to skaters from across the world. As the skating population swelled, business owners grew weary of the new trend. The city took steps to make areas skate-proof by adding handrails and steep ledges. Our poor shredders were forced to use what they had left and get creative. Thanks to the resilience of the original wave of San Francisco skateboarders, people today are still able to get out and shred. We're headed across town to see Mike Stevens, owner of Mike's Barbershop and a member of the old guard of San Francisco skaters. In full disclosure, Mike is a friend of mine and actually my barber. Mike has been skating for 30 years and moved to San Francisco in 1997 to join the scene. What was skateboarding like in San Francisco in, in the late 90s? There was no skate parks around except for the dish out in Hunters Point, which is far to go from around this area. So it was all Embarcadero, street skating, the China Banks, which is in Chinatown, the little bridge over the, um, I think it's Kearney Street. I got arrested like three times for skateboarding. And then it was always like, you know, it's like a crime. They made those stickers, skateboarding is not a crime. So we were always like getting in trouble. So we always would get in trouble because of the vandalism, you know? And our boards would fly off and break a window or, you know, people would try to stop us and people get in serious fist fights over like stuff. Someone, security guard takes your board and then someone guy, other guy hits the guy with the, in the head with the board and then you're like, oh God, and then it turns into this thing where cops come and, and it's trespassing, vandalism. It's like a noise thing. That was then, what is it like yeah. now? What are the kids like now? Well now it's like everyone goes, it's, it's still the same in a lot of respects. <laughs> But um, we, have the, we have the skate park, and they kind of let the graffiti fly, which is cool, and they close it at a certain time, which the neighbors, you know, need that. But it's still all over. In China Banks, they kind of let it happen, I guess, here and there. They close it, they don't let it. But then you board can fly off and hit a two-year-old kid or an old lady, which is not cool. And the older I get, the more I see that side of it, of course. Next, we're dropping in on our newest skate park, Soma West one of the four skate parks San Francisco has built or renovated in the last 10 years. Here, we met Igor, who was fresh off the plane from Italy and wasted no time finding Soma West on Google to check it out. Where in Italy are you from? Uh, from Italian Alps. From the Italian Alps? Yeah. You're here for two days. Yeah. Igor, we have like Coit Tower and the Golden Gate Bridge and oh, okay. some of the most beautiful views in the world. And you're literally underneath a freeway in a space that's all graffitied and a little gnarly, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and this is what you came to San Francisco for? Yeah, just I came yesterday and I was on the beach and I saw some, some shit. 
Like, I like this one. I, I want to skate this one because I saw it in Thrasher videos. You saw it in Thrasher videos? Yeah. So this is a world famous skate park? I think so, yeah. I saw it like a lot of times and I want to it Has it. it met your expectations? I mean, you saw this on video and you Googled it yeah. and you're here. Is it as good as you thought it would be? Yeah, I'm just here now, five minutes, so. Skateboarding has evolved from a controversial counterculture and is now incorporated into everyday life. It's been accepted, even welcomed, in communities to get out and play, commute to work, and wear as a lifestyle brand. In the last 10 years, San Francisco has built and renovated four skate parks with partnerships from big names like Thrasher, FTC, the Tony Hawk Foundation, and Grindline. In 2011, we launched our own program, Shred and Butter, for young kids learning to skate. This summer, we have over 350 young shredders registered to learn the basics, from ollies to dropping in on a quarter pipe. We sent our producer, Madison, out to catch up with our shred staff and to try and coax a few stories from the next generation of Tony Hawks and Lacey Bakers. How'd it go, Madison? You know, Phil, it was really cool to see this mobile skate park class in action. I went to Sunset Rec and Richmond Rec to watch them set up quarter pipes, rails, and a whole assortment of obstacles on the basketball courts. The Shred and Butter crew, which includes rec leaders Noah Lund, Jeremy Green, and Max Francisco, they're a fun group of guys that the kids really look up to. You gotta respect anyone that can manage a group of eight to 14 year olds and keep them focused for an hour. I also caught up with Dane and Gordon, the mastermind behind Shred and Butter. We talked about the growth of the class and the philosophy behind skateboarding. Have you ever seen that uh, comedians in the cars getting coffee? Chris Rocket was at well. He, I don't know, he's, he says some bit about, you know, how he's never worried about skaters because of all the crazy stuff they do and how they just keep getting back up and basically like, you don't need to worry about them because if they want to do something, they'll do it. You know, and that's kind of skating in a nutshell. I think the best part is going, going up and down ramps like you do on the fun box. Do you go fast? Yeah. Have you ever hurt yourself really bad? Sometimes, yeah. Once I even fell off, my board was rolling, and then it hit a stop on the wall. I fell, my helmet, is good luck, my helmet saved my life, but uh, my head was almost gonna crack open because the, there was a little sharp part on there, but the helmet hit it. This is the mountain, I'm dropping off from what's, the mountain, but it's actually called the quarter pipe. What's yeah. the best thing to remember when you drop in? Bend your knees and always don't be afraid. Just slam it down. I'm coming in! Understandably, skating is way more fun than talking about skating. But what surprised me most was their unwavering optimism and determination to keep going. Danan was right. The kids are going to be all right. From longtime locals like Mike, to bird bandits, to Italian tourists who'd rather skate under a freeway than visit the Golden Gate Bridge, skateboarding in San Francisco is sick. If you've got the scoop on weird and wacky stories from our city parks, drop us a line on Facebook or SoundCloud. It may be featured in an upcoming episode. That's it for today. Now get out and play.